Here's to health. Here's to health. Here's to health. Hello and welcome to CPOP's new monthly podcast. We ask people committed to their communities across Oregon what drives and inspires them in their work. Here's to health. I am here with Priscilla Silvers and Marcella Medrano with St. Alphonsus Medical Center in Ontario. Thank you for taking the time to letting us get to know you. Thank you. So we're coming to you from Ontario, Oregon. And yes, there is an Ontario, Oregon. Uh, It's not just Canada or California. (laughs) It's as far east uh, in Oregon as you can get. And so are you both from Ontario? Did you grow up here? I did. Marcella. Yes, I was born in Idaho, but raised in Ontario. I'm a transplant from Arizona, but I've been here for about 20 years now, so. Okay, so a while. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in case you're wondering about Idaho, so I mentioned Ontario is east. We are right on the border, so a two-minute drive and you would be in Idaho, <laughs> but it is still Oregon. It's a different time zone, but it is still Oregon. <laughs> And so uh, how long have you been doing this type of work? So you're both uh, officially benefit advocates? Mm -hmm. We are. I've been here basically doing the same thing probably for about 20 years. You know, it's just a position that was created and we just kind of took it from there. And I've been here for uh, 18 years. 18 years. Wow. A while. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure you've seen as, especially the healthcare industry has changed, the healthcare landscape has changed. Um, There, it's not always easy, right? I mean, there's good days, but there's also rough days. Challenging days. And so what keeps you going? I mean, to be doing this work for 20, 18 years, there's got to be something that keeps you going. For the most part for me is... I, my job, what I like about my job is working with people and helping people. I knew I wanted to do something that was helping people, and my job offers me that. I'm able to work with people, uh, you know, in our positions, it's looking for resources, helping individuals with various things that um, they may need, and so um, that's why I love my job. Uh, Probably the same thing for me, too. It's just pretty rewarding when you're able to assist somebody that basically didn't feel that there was anything out there for them to help them uh, be able to obtain the services that they need and stuff. So so that's always really nice. Well, we're so thankful that you do it. And I know I've seen and have heard firsthand the impact that you guys make in this community and in, in other communities because people come here from other parts of Oregon or even from, from Idaho. Mm-hmm. So thanks for doing that work. And you work a lot, you work very hard, but hopefully you're also taking time off. (laughs) So on a typical day off, what do you like doing? Netflix and chill, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much that's it. You're going to take time off and you're just going to relax and maybe spend it at home and with family and stuff. So, yeah. For you, Marcel? For me, it's... Probably most rewarding is spending time with my grandkids. Yes, I can't sit still. So when I'm at home, I'm always doing something. And uh, I know you like to run as well. Yeah, I like I like to I like to take time to myself and just kind of be alone and kind of just get back to a place where, you know, I 
just regroup. And so, yeah, when I do go for runs, it's kind of like my alone time, listen to music because I love listening to music. Mm -hmm. Um, And so music and and running just kind of just to set you free for a bit. Now, I also happen to know, though, that on your free time, you also do quite a few things for the community. You're involved in different community clubs, different causes, different community events. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that. And then also, why, if your job already involves helping people, you would take your free time to be involved in those things? Well, actually, um, Marcella kind of got me more involved in doing some of this stuff than what I was doing it before and stuff. But it's, it's, we do all different kinds of events in the community. We attend uh, 5K runs. Uh, fundraisers, uh, just different things throughout, you know, we find it pretty rewarding and being able to be here for the community as opposed to just certain individuals is always something that is and makes you kind of feel a bit that you're contributing back to your community. For me, I think it's it's the both of us that kind of got us going to just be a part of just various things. Being of your community and a part of your community and or helping to be a part of a positive change. You know, some people kind of think that if you don't do something on a big scale, you're not making a difference. But the reality of the matter is, is you can be a part of something small. And what's um, nice for us is that we've been fortunate enough to be um, called upon. Someone else has led other um, benefits or resources and has asked us to be a part of it and help, you know. So we've been a small part of what they've done um, to help others in our community. And so it's, it's kind of, it's just rewarding. It's, again, the factor of helping people is really the the thing and I love kids so I will 100% support kids in our community or any effort for kids in our community to make positive places or things for them to do so thank you for that and now I was hoping to take time to do kind of our quick five so I have five questions here that I'll ask you and it's not quite a lightning round you can take a little bit time to think (laughs) about it here is the first question Uh, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained one any one ability or quality what would it be I would probably say maybe not so much an ability or a special quality but just kind of being able to be well-rounded mentally and understand a lot more things than what i understand now uh and kind of try to see things from other people's perspective a little bit more and and in a more positive way for myself energy because as i age i don't have that much energy (laughs) to accomplish everything that i have in my head that i want to do my head thinks i have a lot of energy my body tells me otherwise (laughs) those those are great maybe tomorrow morning (laughs) here's another question for you when did you last sing to yourself or to someone else I sing all of the time to myself. (laughs) (laughs) So do I. In the shower. That's probably it. My alone time. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Next question. If you could have free, unlimited service for five years from an extremely good cook, chauffeur, housekeeper, masseuse, or personal secretary, which would you choose? Cook. Masseuse. <laughs> <laughs> I cooked the key in line. <laughs> good answers, good answers. 
<laughs> All right, next. If you were at a friend's house for Thanksgiving dinner and you found a bug in your salad, what would you do? I would say, ooh, bug. How <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you're amongst friends, so you should be able to talk openly, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So Medrano knows, I'd be like, ooh, mosquito. <laughs> Never cooking Thanksgiving again. <laughs> <laughs> so you would say so. Okay, that's good. Yes. Keeping it honest, keeping it real. All right. Uh, last one. If you could take a one-month trip anywhere in the world and money were not a consideration, where would you go and what would you do? Everybody knows that I'm not a real big traveler and I don't really like to go outside of the States. But I would probably go to like Dolly World. Mm -hmm. um, I've always kind of been wanting to go there just because I'm just kind of curious and it seems like a fun place to go to and stuff. So I don't have to go to any place fancy to have a good time. So, so you'd be there for a month. <laughs> that, oh. That would, that would be, that's, that's okay. <laughs> you that you'll, you'll really explore. <laughs> Maybe Tennessee. <laughs> For you, Marcella. <laughs> you know, I also, I generally don't travel, I don't vacation much. Um, I think if I was going to go somewhere, for me, it'd be more um, just in, in nature. It would be because I'm going to be there for a month, right? I'm going to yeah. take in all of the, if it's in a, in a nice camping place or a nice cabin and just take that time to enjoy everything around me. And that, that's what I would do. Awesome. <laughs> Those are great answers. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else that you would like to say or mention about yourself? I wouldn't say so much about myself, but it's been an experience being involved with the Oregon Health uh, Authority and stuff. And just to be able to let people know that we are on this side of the state and we also care about what's going on in our communities and that uh, we're here to help individuals just as much as everybody else is. I'd like to add that it's nice to be a part of the Oregon Health Plan and, and, and helping people enroll into the Oregon Health Plan just to see people's faces and working in a medical field. Sometimes people don't realize just how much relief that brings that when you're helping someone and they've, you know, been approved or, you know, you've helped someone tremendously. And to be a part of that is, I think, pretty amazing. Superheroes, I think you guys are. <laughs> so thank you so much, and I can't wait for others to hear this and get to know you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Jacqueline Salas and Jessica Diaz, we're here. We are regional outreach coordinators for the Community Partner Outreach Program. And we're just going to have a quick conversation on mic for you all where Jackie has a chance to introduce herself. She's one of our newer faces. And uh, then we talk a little bit about the changes that are coming up for CPOP. Because there is a lot, there's a lot that's really cool, but change is hard. And I think just having a conversation about how we're feeling and to share with you all that we are humans who are going through all these things with all the rest of you in our network. So to get us started, Jackie. In as many words as you'd like, tell us a little bit about who you are. Hello everyone. So as Jessica said, I'm Jacqueline Salas. I go by Jackie most times. And I am, I think, yeah, the newest member of 
I was going to say the rock team, the C-pop team, as the newest rock, which is really exciting. Uh, But I'm actually originally from Southern California. So Oregon is somewhat new to me. I've been here for almost three years now. But I feel like I definitely identify as an Oregonian by now. And what brought me, I guess, in terms of Oregon geographically was school. I came out here in the fall of 2016 for grad school to pursue my master's in public health, which I just fell in love with Oregon immediately. And I think just people's sense of just being very kind and down to earth and really kind and welcoming, especially for someone that had never left really home their whole lives. So I think that was a huge indicative factor that I was gonna be good here in Oregon. Especially being by myself, I didn't know anyone. I don't have any family or friends out here. Well, not have friends, but uh, you know, beforehand, I didn't know a single person. So that was, I think, a huge leap of faith for me. But I definitely don't. There's not a day that I regret it. So that was school, pretty much. So that was, you know, kind of a set plan in terms of two years, and then based off of really, I guess, job opportunity uh, was going to determine my next step and where I was going to be and it really luckily worked out that you know here I am and I did always intend to stay in Oregon I kind of had a feeling second year of school that I would want to I just by then I had adapted very well I liked Oregon going back to California it always felt like I was on a vacation I mean my family is there so that's always going to be home in that sense but in terms of wanting to stay there to like start my own life not so much I just really appreciate nature out here it's just less traffic again just people being very friendly and as you can probably tell I just love to talk so I can go on and on (laughs) about that so it helps when you have other people that like to talk as well and in terms of like just this job specifically it's just very humbling and think just even now looking back and kind of my journey, you know, being able to apply what I actually studied in mm-hmm. school, public health, and, but more so specifically really the hands-on community approach. So I think with this team, you really do have the privilege of being kind of behind the scenes, you know, in terms of what's going on and planning things and having those meetings with different departments and policy and all of that, uh, which is very important to understand the work we do, but also having the chance to get out in your communities and seeing it firsthand, like what is working, what's not, what's needed. You know, common themes of new thing, uh, new tools or just resources that are needed. So I get really energized and charged up from other people and just having that connection and forming those relationships so I just never thought I'd I'd find a job opportunity that would really allow me to pursue that you know because I feel like just personality wise that's who I am but it's like oh I actually get to like have that as a job so half the time it doesn't even feel like a job so that's really really um, you know unique and a huge blessing like I said yeah which is a good segue to something that I wanted to make sure we talked about today because you have an opportunity network to hear us talk a little bit about we're essentially switching regions as part of all the cool new things that 
the Community Partner Outreach Program is doing. So I have been, for the past almost three years, the Regional Outreach Coordinator for Southwest of Oregon. And Jackie joined our team as someone working in the Portland metro area. And then moving forward, actually as of this month, which is crazy, it's already all <laughs> happening, I am transitioning up to Multnomah and Clackamas counties. And then Jackie is taking, what are the counties? So Benton, Lynn, Lane, and Douglas. It's a lot of change for all of us on the team, but especially people like us who are completely switching our regions. I want to ask, and then I'll answer myself perhaps, what is the thing that is most energizing or exciting to you about setting out with your own region? Yeah, getting to form new relationships, or well, I guess I should say continue, right, the ones that have already been formed. But more so personally, most of them probably haven't met me, so I think just uh, continuing to, to work on relationship building, which I really, really value and appreciate relationships on a personal level as well. So I think just the skills and lessons learned constantly from relationships because you know you're working with all types of people um, and all types of backgrounds and different types of positions and experience so i think being able to learn how to work with different types of people and being able to apply that to my personal life and learning perhaps to listen better you know be a better listener and just being okay with not feeling like I have to know everything and realizing that I have a lot to learn from the community and just being able to be a resource for them and kind of the liaison and that support, but not feeling like I need to be an expert on things, but rather learning from each other and learning together because at the end of it all, we're one huge, amazing, large team and network. I think that's really, fantastic way to word that and I think something that we were saying right before I hit record is about how we really do seem to have this vision that is becoming more and more present where we are the members of the communities we're serving and so I think very intentionally not that I can pretend to know why our higher-ups have made their decisions but I, I want to believe that it's because there is a difference between running off and visiting a place and feeling like you are in your home community making a difference and that the people you're working with aren't just people you work with, but they're your neighbors. Mm -hmm. They are the advocates in your community that you look up to. And I'm really excited about that aspect of the changes, even though I'm really bad at saying goodbye to people and I'm really gonna miss the interactions and the, mm -hmm. the relationships that have been built up. So that vision of being an integral part of the communities that we're in, that we work and we live, or we have family or history. Um, it's a really cool vision, and one that I'm really excited about in this upcoming um, two years, I guess, is our planning session. Mm -hmm. So for the next two years, for sure, and hopefully beyond that. And also, the two things that get me through this when I feel overwhelmed or I'm not sure how to prioritize is that I know I'm surrounded by really capable, passionate people who, both on my team and in the community partner network, who are great resources. So if I feel lost, mm -hmm. uh, just start asking people what they think, what they've learned, and not being afraid to be like, I don't have the answer. Let me clarify that I have the right question 
and then I'll get back to you, mm-hmm. which is sometimes appropriate and sometimes not. The urgent situations, I have to admit, it's more of a who do I know and who can I bug until someone responds to me, which may or may not be something that's appreciated. <laughs> but I think for most of them, there are two things, which is there's great people who have a lot of knowledge and someone has probably already asked this question or a similar question. And also the things that come up again and again are the things that are gonna become your more long-term strategic priorities, as opposed to the like, here's an immediate fire, here's mm-hmm. an urgent situation. You'll start to feel for, um, oh, I, I heard something like this last week from a different person. And those are the things that I think energize me is there's some place where we can make change that is not just this case and the next case, but there might be people we're not talking to or things we're not saying yet that we're really connectors more than anything else mm-hmm. I think, on our team. So we don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to know all the people, but as we continue to sort of just you know press different buttons and try different doors, it seems like we find the right one eventually. So yeah. that was my long way of saying <laughs> It's okay to not know things and it's okay to ask for help and it's the only way any of us are going to get to where we need to be so i think you're in a really great place for that and i'm really (laughs) excited this is one of the things that is really energizing to me about moving on is that i know that me partners are in really capable hands and so i think trust is just huge Mm -hmm. and i think we're in a place where we have a lot of trust but there are always going to be opportunities to do better and improve yeah. and to gain trust but yeah it's a it's an awesome network we have and so I I don't feel bad anymore leaning on them because uh, my partners like our success is their success right and so we're just here to help people get to where they need to be definitely so yeah well thank you really appreciate that Thank you all for listening and tuning in. And I would say feel free to reach out to me, but it's like there's an insert business card here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to insert soon, but not quite Yes. Yet. But I really just thank you um, to you and Maria and our team for, you know, putting this together and allowing me to be part of this amazing just project, really. And it's really exciting. I, we were just talking about podcasts and, like, oh, I didn't think I'd be in one. So just, you know, it's great to meet all of you. And uh, yeah, just any suggestions or questions you all have or feedback, yeah, just feel free to let us know. And like we were saying earlier as well, Jessica, and I just, our hope is that through this podcast, you can get to know us on a more personal level as well and just add that human touch to it that you know yeah we we're working like we said but just getting to know each other on that human level as people as individuals and you know just more relatable on a personal note we we all go through change and uh we at the end of it all we're really just here to support one another so thank you all and i would say that if you're in lynn benton lane and douglas county like don't be shy please hunt me down she wants to get to know you i do i guess i feel like i need to say and if you're in (laughs) also my door is always open my virtual door i suppose since we're all over the state here and yeah thank you all for joining us once upon a time what comes to mind when you hear that phrase 
Maria here, and today I wanted to talk to you about stories or storytelling. Telling stories goes way back, like way, 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 way back. <laughs> Even before people could write, they still found ways to tell their stories. Why would they do that? Different reasons. Sometimes it was for entertainment, sometimes for education, or sometimes they wanted to preserve parts of their culture they knew were important. Whether it was through paintings, drawings, speech, hand gestures, or expressions, people have always found a way to tell their story. Stories are powerful. They give life to something that happened, or thoughts or ideas that people have. Stories can also help us see different perspectives. They can help us think about something in a different way than we would have without that story. And there are different lengths of stories. They can be super long or they can be really short. Today, I was hoping to share two short stories with you that I really enjoy and then maybe tell you some things that I got out of them. The first story is Thinking Out of the Box. In a small Italian town, hundreds of years ago, a small business owner owed a large sum of money to a loan shark. The loan shark was a very old, unattractive-looking guy that just so happened to fancy the business owner's daughter. He decided to offer the businessman a deal that would completely wipe out the debt he owed him. However, the catch was that he would only wipe out the debt if he could marry the businessman's daughter. Needless to say, this proposal was met with a look of disgust. The loan shark said that he would place two pebbles into a bag, one white and one black. The daughter would then have to reach into the bag and pick out a pebble. If it was black, the debt would be wiped out, but the loan shark would then marry her. If it was white, the debt would also be wiped, but the daughter wouldn't have to marry the loan shark. Standing on a pebble-strewn path in the businessman's garden, the loan shark bent over and picked up two pebbles. Whilst he was picking them up, the daughter noticed that he picked up two black pebbles and placed them both into the bag. He then asked the daughter to reach into the bag and pick one. The daughter naturally had three choices as to what she could have done. One, refuse to pick a pebble from the bag. Two, take both pebbles out of the bag and expose the loan shark for cheating. Three, pick a pebble from the bag, fully well knowing it was black, and sacrifice herself for the father's freedom. She drew out a pebble from the bag, and before looking at it, accidentally dropped it into the midst of the other pebbles. She said to the loan shark, Oh, how clumsy of me. Never mind. If you look into the bag for the one that is left, you will be able to tell which pebble I picked. The pebble left in the bag is obviously black, and seeing as the loan shark didn't want to be exposed, he had to play along as if the pebble the daughter dropped was white and clear her father's debt. So from this story, what I got was that sometimes you have in front of you what you think are your only options. It looks like you either have to do this or that, 
or maybe this, but that's it. Those are your options. But sometimes you'll see there are other ways. So that's what I get from that story. What about you? The second story is called The Obstacle in Our Path. In ancient times, a king had a boulder placed on a roadway. He then hid himself and watched to see if anyone would move the boulder out of the way. Some of the king's wealthiest merchants and courtiers came by and simply walked around it. Many people loudly blamed the king for not keeping the roads clear, but none of them did anything about getting the stone out of the way. A peasant then came along carrying a load of vegetables. Upon approaching the boulder, the peasant laid down his burden and tried to push the stone out of the road. After much pushing and straining, he finally succeeded. After the peasant went back to pick up his vegetables, he noticed a purse lying in the road where the boulder had been. The purse contained many gold coins and a note from the king explaining that the gold was for the person who removed the boulder from the roadway. So what I got from this story was that in life, we're going to come across obstacles. And they're not always going to be obstacles that stop us. We can still keep moving. We can go around them. But we know when we see them that not everyone else is going to be able to. And so sometimes when we take the time, when we're able to move those obstacles, there's something so rewarding about it. Like, yes, there may be gold coins involved for that, but just the the satisfaction and the reward of knowing that you help make something easier for someone or something better for someone. And it amazes me when I think about our sisters that help people connect with health coverage, that help people connect with different community resources. It's not something that they necessarily need. They have it maybe, they, they can keep going, but they take the time to help someone so that they can keep moving forward. And it really does blow my mind to think about how many boulders all of you have moved. Have an idea for the podcast? Want to share your story? Reach out to us at community.outreach at state.or.us.